Happy Money Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect podcast presented by Winjet Inc. and Winjet Radio Network. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. I am incredibly grateful that you're joining us for the first time. The outcome that we're after on each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as we cross paths with to inspire and to help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How we go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. Our featured guest for this week is Pablo Gonzalez. One of the major reasons why I invited him to be a guest on the show is he is obsessed with human connection. He has used his expertise to build over a $15 million construction business only by the age of 25. He has also built various young professional groups for charities and is named Latino Leader by Future Latino Leaders Magazine and a top 20 under 40 for Brickville Magazine. This has led him to becoming the founder of Chief Executive Connector at Connect with Pablo, a content marketing community creation agency, proving that community creation is the future of business development. He is the host of Chief Executive Connector podcast and not your average investor show. Before we kick this up a couple notches, stand by for a quick message and let's go ahead and have some fun. See you on the other side. Hi there, this is Wes Bays, co-founder of Winject Media Network and Winject Inc. Before we continue the show, I want to ask you a question. How would you like to gain access to behind the scenes footage, weekly live training with Chris and myself, as well as exclusive access to impactful segments of our shows that you can't get anywhere else? If that's you, here's what you need to do. Like and follow our Winject Facebook page. And on that page, you'll see a button on the right-hand corner with the title, Join Our Private Group. Click on that button and you'll be given instructions on how to do just that. Now, don't miss out on an opportunity to gain access to what people are calling the best content to grow and scale your life and business. Now, without further ado, let's get back to our show. Thank you for coming on, my man. Welcome to the show. Looking forward to really making an impact. Buddy, I am uh, honored, honored, honored to be here, man. It's incredible. You know, like you are blessed because you are a generous man that that puts people on your stage and you share their messages. And, you know, I, I'm somebody that doesn't take, I don't take lightly what what this represents and, and this opportunity and, and the ability to have you in my life and be your friend, man. So exactly. I'm here to give as much value as I can to you and, and to our buddy that's listening in their ear right now. And mm-hmm. pumped to hang out with you, buddy. Pumped yeah. to be here. It's, there's a lot of stuff that we can kind of cover and kind of lean into, but I, I kind of like the only question that I usually, it's a good transition to kind of like tell the listeners a little bit more in depth on who you are. Of course we do intros and all that stuff afterwards. And, you know, do I don't like that when I go on different shows, I don't like having the host tell like speak my whole bio and shit. <laughs> it yeah. drives me insane. It takes too much time to take. Of course, it changes the flow. But for the most part, I mean, if there was someone listening to this that really doesn't know much about you and what you've done, you've done so much in, in especially in a networking type of thing and a content strategy and making people go from, hey, I'm okay at what I do, but really hyping them up and putting something around like an aura, right? I mean, for the most part, like, how would you kind of describe yourself and what you really do for people and companies? I'm a world-class hype man, right? Right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I need to get you to hype me up, you know, every once in a while. I'm in. Let's get it. Uh, Chris, I'm, I'm a, I'm a really lucky guy, right? Like I'm, I'm somebody that has been fascinated by the dynamics of human connection my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on a couple of things, right? Based on being, the most American person in my family, right? Like I, I, 
my first formative memory is moving to the U.S., enrolling in preschool, knowing that I am the only kid in the class that didn't speak Spanish, that didn't speak English. Right. And, um, and having this like outside of body experience of like seeing myself walking in this room and wondering how I'm going to connect, how I'm going to belong. And, uh, you know, lucky for me, there was one other kid, Jose Garrido, who spoke Spanish also became my BFF, but a year later moved to Spain enrolled in a British Academy walked in feeling real cocky that I knew now knew Spanish and English and didn't understand the Spanish or the English dialect and went home crying again. And ever since I've been obsessed with it and, and I've just always been the person that seeks to get in somewhere, feel like they belong and then make the people that don't feel like they belong, belong there. Oh, wow. And, and as I've, as I have matured through life, right? Like this early in my life was a, really entertaining, funny kid that watched Ace Ventura a thousand times and could replicate the movie wire to wire. By the way, a great movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The first one, the first, the second one kind of like went out there for me, but yeah, go ahead. Alrighty then. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and, and, and as I grew up, Chris, like, right, I was just driven by this. I was driven by this need to, to make as many friends as possible. And somewhere in my early thirties, I realized that the way that you become friends with people as an adult is no longer by being the funniest guy in the room mm-hmm. is by being the most valuable person in the room, right? Trying, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to serve others um, and be valuable to them. And I learned that through a couple of different things that I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into, but more than anything, I feel really fortunate that I've been able to find something that I love doing that I'm really good at, which is this idea of connecting with people and connecting to to each other, Mm -hmm. figure out a way to serve others with it, figure out how to monetize that service and figure out how to scale an operation underneath me that serves others while I'm doing what I love to do that I think I'm really good at. Like, I really think that that's the key to happiness. And I I feel really, really fortunate that that's where I find myself today, man. So that's why I am. You touched on so many things, just even at the beginning of this. And, and I, it just kind of proves my, I guess, my initial thoughts when we had our first couple com- um, conversations and the people that just a little shout out to Brian Bogart, the one that introduced us. Um, that guy right there, man, he's one of, I'm telling you, he's one of my favorite humans on the freaking planet, that guy. And if you're listening to this, Brian, I appreciate you, man. But there's uh, so uh, much. I'm too, bro. Brian, you're a beast. Right. I mean, yeah, he's bro. freaking Thanks love that guy. Yeah. But they just, <laughs> you know, it's all about, you know, finding the areas of opportunity for you, for making other people feeling comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And it sounds like for me, they're using a lot of emotional intelligence and kind of gauge at a very young age, you know, moving from Venezuela eventually, right? So Venezuela coming from and going to Florida and going over there. And you have to use your emotional intelligence. You don't have to really speak the, the language. You can gauge people. It's not about what they're saying, you know, verbal communication. A lot of times, you know, me being in London right now, I can, I love how diverse it is. I can walk down the street and hear nine different languages, but I don't need to understand the language to understand people. Do you know what I mean? Understanding what's actually happening, engaging the room. And that's something that I think you do extremely well. And then that's just something you're blessed with that you have a knack of being able to gauge the room and understanding what people are needing and wanting from you and not trying to people please, but trying to connect and trying to figure out, Hey, how can I help you? And how can I serve you? That's something that people feel you don't need to say that's powerful. That's so powerful. 
Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Listen, I I'd be lying if I said that that's the level I was operating on from the beginning. I think mm -hmm. I think I got really fortunate to learn that lesson, right? Like I'm, I very much believe that the human being is the quintessential social animal, right? Like mm -hmm. we're not we're not at the top of the food chain because we got sharp teeth or because we're super fast or we got you know like can breathe underwater or something like that. We got to the top of the food chain because at some point a caveman looked at three other cavemen and said yo, let's go take down a woolly mammoth together. And now we can eat for a month and we got clothes and all this other stuff, right? Like our ability to, our ability to coexist and, and work together and, and, and use what each other brings to the table is why we're here. And I think having that formative memory opened up a, a very fundamental truth early on for me that mm -hmm. I have just really leaned into which is that idea that everybody wants to feel like they belong. Everybody, everybody wants to feel like they are bringing something to the table. And that was the initial door that I walked in on. And as a kid, man, as I was selfish, right? Like as a kid, mm -hmm. to me, that manifested as, oh, wait a minute. If I can talk up an adult and make him feel special, I can get him to buy me candy, right? Like when we, when we'd fly from, <laughs> when we'd fly from Madrid to Venezuela or Miami to visit family, I would always ask to sit by myself um, because the one time that it happened, I made friends with this older dude and he bought me a Toblerone. And from there on out, like the moment that I would sit on a plane, I'm like, oh, yo, what am I going to get this adult to buy me like, from, the moment, <laughs> from the moment I get in? Right. And it was, right. and it's crazy, right? Like if you think, if you think about those times, this is like 1986, there's no in-flight entertainment. You're about to get on an eight hour flight and mm -hmm. you, you, you pull up to your seat and there's some like little seven year old looking at you mischievously. And you, you're thinking this is the worst this is going to be the worst eight hours of my life. Um, and, and, and without a doubt, my ability to start that conversation and then get something out of it that served me was this like reinforcing pattern that, that, that served me really, really well. But that, you know, that motivated me to, to figure out the best way to get people to feel comfortable, to get right. people to open up to me. And, and then since then, it's just been this like iteration of, slowly going from the idea that, oh man, I can get this to serve myself to, oh, I can get this to serve other people. And if I'm serving other people with it, then I can quite frankly, really serve myself at scale to a, to a certain extent, right? Like it comes, it comes from a very selfish place to be perfect. It, no, it, does. it does. It has to come from whatever brings you joy and happiness, inner yeah. speak, you know, inner, inner joy and happiness. And that, you know, it isn't really you being selfish. It's, I mean, we're all selfish individuals. It's just some of us are a little bit more selfish than them for other means. Right. So you have, it's all about, you know, love and connection. Those are the two things that we need to have to have human life and being happy. And that and inner happiness where it just, you know, you're talking about you building, loving to, you know, making an impact with people and figuring out what they're, what they're wanting and what they're needing. But it's not really about that. It's just, you are plugged into your energy source and what brings you fulfillment and what makes you really happy. That's where a lot of people, when, especially with the social media stuff, they're really depressed right now. And that's what this COVID thing has done is put people in the situation where they have to be alone in their own thoughts. And that's a scary fucking place. Excuse yeah. the language for those that don't really like it, but hey, beep, you know, whatever you want to do to censor me. Well, I'm I'm telling you, that's a very scary place because they don't they don't understand how what it means or what this means or like in a lot of people they're trying to you're making a shift in in business or they're trying to get their name out there with their personal brand and not, it's not really paying off for them and that's why that's what led Wes and I, you know, to um you know to develop you know Winjet and it started off with us 
going into companies and, and aligning the process with sales, marketing, you know, you know, operations and fulfillment. And we're, we're starting to figure out, I was like, damn, you know, we've done so well with the podcast and different shows. Like, how can I, how can we, you know, be the trailblazer in that type of industry and giving someone else a different platform? They don't have to worry about all these different things. And they can just worry about defining who they are as a person. And what message do they want to freaking betray? What do they want to make an impact in the world with? That takes a lot of pressure off of them. And I love that when you touched on so many things, and I hope people are really catching on, when you're tapped into that energy source Hmm. and you plugged in and you're bringing yourself fulfillment and joy and happiness, it's all about transferring that energy. Have you thought about that or how much energy you try to transfer into people and then recycle back into you? Man, I think about it all the time. Like I like like I think about the idea that we are we are what we put out, man. Right. Yes. Like we are we are mirrors and everybody else is a mirror to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like like energy, frequency, however you want to put it. It became really, really obvious to me. That, you know, my my aha moment when I when I realized this was probably about like eight, nine years ago. I had this uh financial advisor, Ulti, uh this super cool Albanian dude, um, that why are they always Albanian? Huh? <laughs> Why are they always Albanian? Yeah, right. yeah, that's so funny. That, go, go ahead. I, I, that's a whole different conversation. Not to be offensive to anyone, but seriously, yeah. they're always the best ones are always Albanian. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Man. <laughs> oh, man, that's so like funny. Quintessential Albanian stud, like played Davis Cup tennis for Albania, like just super cool, like Eastern European suave guy in Miami, you know, like that guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I know the guy. Uh, and and uh, I'm, you know, at the time, I was definitely the the, the smallest fry in his in in, in his uh, French fry box, right? But uh, but he was serving me and whatever, and and he called me one time to to go over some papers, and I pick up the phone. I'm like, "Oh, dude, what's up, dude? Good to hear from you." And he's like, "You know, Pablo, like I love talking to you, man. Like every time I call you, it's like it's so happy, and it makes me happy, and it puts a smile on my face. I'm like, yeah, bro, it's great, dude. It's because I love you, man. You know, and 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 mm-hmm. and that moment of." That moment of like, oh man, this guy's doing business with me not because I have this bankroll. He's doing business with me because I make him feel a certain way. Bingo. Was that's a major aha moment. And to me, that's what you're saying, right? Like that's like this energy that, that you put out. It's like people don't remember what you say. They don't remember what you do. They remember. They have no idea. They have no And I used to, not to cut you off, but I want to go on this and I want people to understand this. And I made, you know, I guess I say I made my bones in entrepreneurship coming from sales. And I've never wanted to be labeled as the sales guy. And that's why you don't see me leaning in with that. That's where the win-win effect started and how it came all about that. It is not just because it sounds great. It's what I do with people. It's what I do with in everything and walks of life and part is who I am. So it wouldn't win. Everyone's going to win. I'll make them feel a certain way. That's how it is. So when I was very first started off in sales, when I would do cold calling, I hated cold calling until I put myself into that cold call. So when I gave someone a call, like, Pablo, what's going on, my man? How's it going? Mean, and not to be over, you know, of course, excited. Yeah. I went and talk about whatever I was, you know, the company I was attached to. It wasn't that. I'm just trying to connect with you first. Yeah. And it's how I made you. Like, they would get on the phone. Like, I don't even freak what he's calling about, but I'm excited and I have a <laughs> smile on my face. And that's the first step. That's the first step. Once you put up, once you bring a smile to their face and make them excited or want to hear what you want to talk about and and sparking an interest. And I'm just a, a naturally a curious person. It sounds like when you're sitting on a plane flying and on an eight hour flight, sitting there at seven years old, looking at me, oh, I want a piece of candy, but it's not that you're just curious. So you're, 
probably asked a lot of questions that you probably wouldn't have realized that you're asking and you're just curious. Like, where are you coming from? Like speed dating, a buddy, buddy of mine talked about, man, come on speed dates and go in front of me and ask a bunch of questions because that's what you do. I just have a curious mind. It comes from here and it comes from me being plugged in and be like, so what led you to do this? What led you to do that? And that's just, that's what it's all about. Because people want people say that they don't want to talk about themselves. They're liars. They love talking about themselves. Yeah. And that's what you do extremely well. And, and that's why I framed it the way I did, because that's what you do. It's all about them. It's not about you. 100%, man. 100%. Like, right. I, listen, I, it's, it's exactly what you said, right? There's nothing that you care about more than yourself. And everyone is just like you, yeah. right? Exactly. So, Some of it just own it and understand it. Yeah. yeah. You got to own it, man. And that, and that curiosity has served me so well. And, and the other piece that serves me well, because when you're approaching as a curious person, it's also withholding judgment that allows it to really, really sink in, right? Like I, I like to tell people that I have these like KPIs in life. And one of them is, you know, like I got a physical KPI and a spiritual KPI, my physical KPI, how many times a week I'm surfing, right? Like that serves me perfectly. And then my spiritual KPI is how often I'm receiving this phone call from somebody random out of nowhere, asking me for advice on something that they care about, right? Like, and as, and as I started tapping into this, right? Like, as I started going through my career, you know, I, I, I don't know, we'll get into the story, but like, I started off in the construction industry. I wasn't particularly happy. As I started making this transition into who I am right now, when I was really, really, really leaning into this whole providing value for other people, connecting them to each other, figuring out how to like bring people together at scale and get their message out there and put them on stages. I started noticing that I'm getting more and more of these phone calls, right? Like I get like two to three of these phone calls a week of just somebody out of the blue that I may not have talked to in like a year and a half, or maybe I talked to them two weeks ago, but they're like, yo man, I've got this crazy idea. And as it started happening more and more, I started asking every single person. I'm like, Hey man, this is cool. You know, like I give them the feedback, whatever. And I'm like, Hey, by the way, I, I just got to know like what I'm not, I, I'm not in, you know, I'm not in the business of this or that or, or whatever. I'm not an expert in this or that. Like I value what, your opinion though. That's yeah. What made you, yeah. What made you want to reach out to me and get my opinion? And to a T every single person would say, you know, I've just always seen you as a really open-minded guy wow, that man. is willing to listen to someone and, and, and tell them what they think. And, and I think you're a smart dude, right? Like at the end of the day, yeah. like, that that's there too, man. But once I realized that that was a major eye-opening moment for me, the idea that it isn't just the curiosity, it's the lack of judgment, man. Like people don't want to be judged that people. No, people, hell no. You think about the amount of time you spend judging yourself, right? Like yeah. you don't need somebody else doing that. Especially shit. even the higher you get the people that I meet now that, you know, they put a, you know, a couple different zeros behind, you know, what the, their net worth is that it's embarrassing for them to go to someone like maybe, I wouldn't say that they view on, a, you know, as a, a lower type of scale. I'm not trying to get into that type of conversation, but they view as like, man, I don't, or maybe it's just someone that makes, you know, seven to eight figures like us. And they go, Hey, I don't want to come to you. And I'm having this problem because they're embarrassed. Yeah. There's, then they go into the guilt and the shame and all those different things in the human behavior. And people just want to shy away from, and people just, they just want to feel like, listen, man, I, I don't want to feel a certain way. And I don't want that to change your views on me and where I'm at it currently. And that's, I like to try to say with a lot of people, like, listen, I'm like, it's like kind of like confession with me. Like you come to, you have an in, you know, direct conversation with me. That conversation doesn't leave that room or leave that conversation. I don't talk about it with anyone else because that's, 
that's that relationship is so important to me. And that's how when you see like, well, Chris said this about this person. No, 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 no. That means if I did say it, that that means I had a direct conversation with that individual about how I made them feel. Like, listen, bro, like, like there's one thing that when people won't catch is their name in their mouth in a, in a bad way because successful people don't talk negative about other successful people, other people. They're trying to inspire and lift them up and elevate them. And that's one of the key indicators for me. And you talk about the KPIs, and for those of listeners that understand that, it's key performance indicators in his life. And he's created these boundaries and non-negotiables around it where he's, he's you, it sounds like to me you built it backwards than normal people would normally build what they do for a living. They built it backwards by their, okay, this is what I need to have and possess in my life. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm going to build everything else around it to make sure that I'm running away from what I don't want. Is that, is that a good like way of kind of explaining it? Yeah, man. I, I, you know, everything. Yes, that is a perfect way of explaining it. And now that you say it like that, it's really making me realize that I do kind of build everything backwards, right? I, I go, I go. I don't know if it's outside in or inside out with stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm in Jacksonville so that I can surf more often, and I've built this right. business so that I can be this person of value that is putting people on. And you know, I, I really think that it came down to. I feel really fortunate to be able to share this, Chris. Um, and 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 it's going to get a little bit. Of, it's going to get a little sad, but like I, you know, I I I've I've told you right. Like I, you you hear my profile. Like I've I grew up internationally and whatever. I I come from like a really like blessed background, right? Like my I've, I I I I'm not a rags to riches story by any means, right? Like like I I have a a, a very healthy family that's always provided for me, and I really really didn't struggle with anything. I really didn't know struggle until I was around, I think around 33, my brother got pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. And, and as my brother, you know, that his, his, his struggle with it and his, his passing two years later, um, was the first time that I ever had to confront something. I would always say I never started a problem that I didn't create that, that I never had an issue that I didn't create for myself until then. And when my brother passed, right, my brother, I always saw my brother, my brother was eight and a half years older than me. So having an older brother of that distance in age really allows you to have some perspective, right? So I always kind of saw him as my North star, but I, I saw him as my North star in a negative term. Like it was like what I didn't want to do. Like I would see whatever Bert was doing and I'd be like, that's not how I want to be. So this is how I'm going to be. And I really failed to take away the things that I really, I failed to learn from him the stuff that I, that I, that I should have learned from that I wanted. Right. And at his funeral, man, 1200 people showed up to his funeral. And that was this really profound moment for me where number one, I realized that the most valuable thing possible that you can give to people is community, right? Like I looked around and we're in this, and we're in this like church that we've been a part of. And I've had my druthers with the Catholic church my whole life. And I still have my issues with it, but I looked around and I was like, man, you know, the fact that we've been able to make it through this thing as a family and, and the kids have suffered less and, 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 and my brother's widow has suffered less and, you know, like it didn't take the pain away, man, but it, it, it made, it made all of it 
way easier to navigate as a whole. All the externalities that came out of this, that came from this community. And at that moment, I was like, I guess the Catholic Church kind of has me as a client forever, right? Like there's no way I can get away from this because it's so valuable to my life. But the but the major aha moment that 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 really deals with this piece of judgment and 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 not having it being a very, very valuable component to your life is that after the funeral, at the funeral and after the funeral, all these people came out of the woodwork to give me their condolences about mm-hmm. my brother. People, so, you know, some people that I knew well, some people that I didn't know at all, right? Mm-hmm. Some guys that were like, you know, second, third cousins that I don't have a relationship with. Other guys are like president and founder of a bank that I really, really admired from afar that I didn't realize my brother had a relationship with. And everybody that, everybody that gave me their condolences approached me and said, you know, man, your brother is somebody that I really always loved and and admired because he was the kind of guy that every room that he was a part of made you feel at home. Wow. Every, every, you know, like he was like a light in every. That comes from from who you are as a cut from the cloth, as in your upbringing as well. Go ahead, please proceed. And by the way, it does. It does. It comes, it comes from a very nurturing upbringing, I'm sure. Right. Like, but, but the fact that, he was the person that everybody saw as the light inside the room, as the guy that made you feel like you felt comfortable, mm-hmm. as a guy that was always making you laugh and making you feel good. And that being the number one quality that I've always admired and the number one quality that I've self-identified with. And I shit you not, man, I had never seen that in him. Like I'd never once given him credit for that. Not once. And at that moment. Sometimes you don't have to. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I just, I just never saw that. I was like, oh man, what can I learn from, you know, at that, at that moment it hit me and I was like, how did I not see this in him? Like, how did I, how did I never give him credit? You didn't, for you didn't need to see it though, Pablo. Like, I mean, and I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're going to happen. Now, thank you so much. And I'm blessed for, you know, I'm honored that you're, you know, using this as a, I don't know how many times you maybe have talked about this publicly or in a platform, but yeah, not often. there's, you don't, sometimes you don't need, he probably, and, and just by me, you know, kind of knowing you now and knowing how you operate and, and you, you always lead with your heart, which I love that about you, that he didn't, you didn't, <laughs> he knew without you saying anything and he didn't need that from you. He watched you, you know, eight years, you know, being behind him and he watched it, the impact in that beacon light you had inside of you and connecting with others. He knew the impact that he had in your life and who you were. You didn't need to have that conversation. Do you see my point? I, I listen, man. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But the 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 lesson I took from it is is the fact that if I can miss this in the best man at my wedding, yeah. right? Like yeah. if I can miss this glowing quality that everybody sees around you, that that everybody around him saw, but me. Mm-hmm. What else am I missing? Like what else am I too busy judging somebody on? To, to not find this like beautiful quality inside of them that brings so much value and joy to everybody around them. And, and how can I pull that out of people? Right. Like, like, like my, my, my head immediately went to like, Oh man, I got this one like uncle that I've always thought is kind of a loser. What can I go learn from him? You know, like, and, and that, and that mindset shift, right? Like that was what really accelerated everything that I've been doing. And that's when, you know, a year or two later is when that KPI conversation really started happening. Because I shed that whole like, oh, I know what this guy is. I'm going to categorize him like right. this. And right. this is what I know about him. And I know this and I don't give a shit, right? Like it was the idea of like, not only am I trying to befriend everybody, but it's the way 
it's how can I approach people really taking to heart that quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that is in my walks, every man I meet is some way is in some way my superior and in that I can learn from them. Like each and every person, whether they're eight years old or they're 85 years old, that I can, that I can, you know, gleam from that can add value to me or somebody around me. And I can share that with them. Right. And that's when I've really leaned into this whole hype man thing. Cause at the end of the day, if I can combine my ability to be curious, lack judgment, get people to open up, understand their value with my ability to communicate and tell others about that value and be able to prop them up and, and serve that at scale. That to you, me is when I started really creating that win-win effect everywhere in my life. Right. Right? That doesn't cost anything, man. And that just aggregates all the way around. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, it took, it's like, it's like, I heard, I heard this guy, um, Andre Young say one time that, and I might butcher it, but if you can keep your eyes open in the darkest moments, you learn to like see light in the dark. Oh my gosh. Yeah. hundred percent, man. You know, and it took that moment for me, man. But ever since, ever since that truth hit me, there's just nothing that I, I I really just laser focus on that piece. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, and I continue to, and, and when I, when I explained it, I was like, I found out what I'm good at that I love doing, figured out how to serve others figure out how to monetize it and build a business around it. That's, that's been it. It's just been that idea that there is a way to, to, to create a win-win effect, to create this, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole is greater than the yeah, sum you of built the it part. backwards. And then that's why I picked up on that pretty quickly about you. And thank you so much for sharing that story because it gives me a little bit more insight on why I kind of sensed the fact that you built things backwards because we realized that, this is what I love doing. It brings me joy, brings me fulfillment. And then you start building it backwards and going, okay, how do I monetize that? And how do I make a business out of this? How can I make an impact on this type of level? That's, and I, and, and people are probably going to be like laughing my ass off when they're, they hear this building a business and making money is the easy part. The hard part's that part. Yeah. That's the hard part. And it's different for every person. That's yeah. that hidden gift inside of you. Yep. That you've had to unshed all these layers to identify and really feel and then build it backwards. Beautiful story. As, as this of huge, and that's just, I don't know how many times you maybe have mentioned that in other shows, but that's something I haven't heard you say. And and God, you know, and I'm I'm sorry that, you know, I'm sorry that you're sorry for your loss and your condolences, but that was a gift. That was a gift that's going to keep giving to you is what your brother left you, that changing your perspective. Dude, I, I completely agree with you, man. So, so no, I haven't, I haven't mentioned this more. I'm trying to get myself to talk about it more because it really is where it all, like, I really didn't realize this so very recently, first of all, right? Like, yeah. You know, like I've, I've just been kind of iterating through, man. Um, but it really is the more I, the more I think about it and it, and it hit me one of the recent times I shared the story when someone's like, well, how do you want to be remembered? And I'm like, you know what, man, all I want to do is be remembered like that, right? Like, I, I went from having being my, my brother being kind of like the anti North star to being like the really, really true North star of yeah. like, this is exactly how I want to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so, so now again, I think it's kind of like you said, building it inside out. I think the most effective way to build anything is to figure out your destination and reverse engineer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. the, that's the path I've been on, man. And it's taken, you know, it, it, it it's taken, Walking away from uh from you know really great 
six figure offers with great upside in certain companies to join a startup. It's taken away, walking away from the startup after I completely stabilized it and, you know, like rescued a burning ship and left equity on the table and, 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 and starting over and over again, just continually reiterating until you get it right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's where I'm at now, but without that, right? Like I, I remember at one point it's, it's nuts to say this, but 24 to 48 hours after my brother's passing, I remember looking at somebody told me something and I remember looking at him dead in the eye and telling them, listen, man, my brother always saw himself as a tragic hero, right? Like my brother was always like the, you know, he was always into the storyline of like the samurai that would sacrifice himself for his family kind of thing. And it immediately hit me that his passing taught us all you know, like his, his struggle and his passing and all these things, like not just me, but there was very serious moments that I saw transformations in my sister, my mother, my father, his kids, his wife, that, that we all learned these specific lessons to us that we wouldn't have gotten if he hadn't sacrificed himself for us, man. So I do see it as a gift. And, and I, and I now, the reason why I'm sharing this now is because I want, I want to serve, like I want to make up for the fact that I didn't see that shit in my brother and have everybody see it and and have him be remembered like that at scale. And, right. and- it's being grateful for both sides of it though. Like, and, and then it's something we both share. I don't know if you knew this, but my, I lost my older sister when I was younger. And for years, I didn't view that situation. I was running away from pain. And when I realized that that was there as a gift and that, that was there to, to to serve me for what I do now and in my journey and my path, but that's where you make that shift in life. I don't know when it happens for people or when sometimes it doesn't happen for people. And they don't ever realize what they or their true gifts are and some of the things that they're destined to be. Like I don't look at where like you right now, I'm not looking at you on where you currently are. And in life, I look at the qualities and I look at the potential. I look at where you were the person you probably potentially could end up turning yourself into. And that's something that where I would have never had that way of looking at someone and looking at a situation unless I went back and, and, and shedding those layers and becoming a little bit more aligned and being grateful for the fact that I did go through that and the impact in my life. It's all about you taking a step back and, and looking at a situation. What can I learn from this situation? Rather than you have to grow through it, not go through it. And that's something that's you know, a lot of people, they don't pick up on that. Like you, you probably never know, but you have to go through these layers and you have to go through the trials and tribulations to identify that you talked about as KPIs and building your life inside out and building the things out. You're not going to realize what you're truly destined for unless you are going to put in the work and be a little bit looking at an outside looking in going, okay, I need to make this happen. Like, what do I, what does this all this mean? You reverse engineer it. Yeah. And you'll find the meaning behind everything if you pay attention. Yeah. But the ones that aren't aligned, they're not going to handle that. They're now just reactive. You're you're being proactive rather than reactive. You're not reacting to the world. And there's so many people out there in this world right now. And that's one of the things that's led me to, you know, what I do for a living is I want to force them and like shine a light. Like, listen, man, you're going through life just reactive of what everyone else is giving you. Why? Like you, you're, what do you like to do? What are, what are some of the things that brings you excitement? Why does it bring you excitement? 
what are some if you could say to me what's your perfect job or what's your perfect thing or what you what do you want to do in your life in the next 10 years they can't tell me what they can do next week yeah. and i know I'm, I'm framing this and trying to make it, it making examples and hope the listeners are really grasping this if you're listening to this at any and I'm, I'm grateful that you're listening to it all the way through but if you're listening to this and you want to take away something Start reverse engineering your life and looking at your life and looking at some of the hidden gifts and find some of the things where you can actually take something and learn from it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Thanks. You know, like, thanks for letting me share. Listen, I, this goes right back to exactly what you're doing, right? Like, yes, you you can learn something from everything, right? Like, just like I believe you can learn something from each person. I think it's, I I think what you're doing, right? Like it's, you have created the stage that you can now take the lessons that you learn from people and put them out there at scale, right? Like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you could learn from just your network and your parents and your parents' friends and the people that you met at church or whatever, right? Like in today's age, if looking at yourself is too uncomfortable, guess what? There's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's yeah. there's everything out there where mentorship is now at scale and it's never been more important to understand that than right now, right? Like what you are doing to me is right. It's like the, the, the exact crux of what I'm, what I'm trying to promote, right? Why, like, which is why yeah. I'm so behind. Like, I think that's why you and I connect so well, right? Like th- there is something you can learn from each person. There's something you can learn from each situation. There's something you can learn from yourself. There's something you can learn from that neighbor that you hate. There's something you can learn from that boss right. that you hate. There's something that you can learn, you know, that from the person that did you dirty back in the day, there's something you can learn from everything, man. And if you can focus on that positive message on what, why, not why did this happen to me, but what happened, what is there that I can delineate from it and how I can learn through this and then continue to iterate through life. Guess what? No matter where you are now, life can get better, mm-hmm. right? Like as long as you are taking the lessons from each situation and improving it just a little bit every single day and in every situation that you learn, that accumulates to you improving your life as it goes on. You just got to be committed to it, man. Like you can't, you can't be afraid of growth. And I mean, you can be afraid of growth, right? But like, you, you just got to confront it every single day and look for those moments that you can take, you know, eat the meat and spit out the bone every single time. hundred percent. A lot of people, they go and if you're listening, it's after something I had to learn through some really dark times and difficult times in my life. And the people can they see, you know, where I'm at today and go, wow, this guy's done so much. I haven't, I haven't scratched the surface, man. Like I'm telling you, I'm on this path to like destroy anything out in front of me, but not destroy in a, in a way of, in a bad way. It's just the way my mind obviously works. I'm, I just want to shed all the layers and become the person that I'm destined to become. But I, I do that by learning from other people's potentially mistakes and their journey and me figuring out, okay, hey this person did me dirty or this person talked shit about me or this person, whatever. I don't give a shit. I look at it as like, I'm grateful that you have actually invested about 30 seconds of your time talking negatively about me. And now you've real, you've revealed to me who you truly are. And yeah. I'm, I'm hope that you find whatever you're out in life, you know, and, and if there's anything I can do for you in the future, I got no hard feelings. I got, I move on. You can't, it's hard to like be mean or hard to, Bring some, try to bring someone down. It has that reaction and has that way of thinking because there's nothing, you, anything externally. You can't beat me externally. You have to beat me in, within. 
you can't beat someone that lives life that way. Hundred percent. You can't. 100%. You can't destroy someone like that. And, and and knock them. You can try to knock them off the directory or wherever they are in life and going in this way. I just look at it as a setback. Okay, I'm just going to move forward and keep moving forward, moving that needle. And a lot of times when I'm getting into these outcomes and, and surpassing these outcomes and blowing past them, they wonder how I'm doing it. That's how. That's how you're doing it. Is you're blazing through it. You're a trailblazer. I mean. Do you communicate that to your staff and the people that you have working with you? You notice I said working with you, not for you. Working with you. Do you communicate that to them? It's like, listen, what do we need to do? How are we going to get there? What do we, I mean, what is the best course of action? I mean, how much does that come into play when within your own organization and the people you have closer to you? Dude, it's so funny, man. I, I, um, so I'm right now, I'm rebranding right into this, like, be the stage uh, company from from what I was at before that was connect with Pablo, and uh, as I'm like putting out this logo that looks like I have a couple different variations of a logo that is kind of a striated light pattern that I've spread it out a couple different ways. But my staff and and the people that I work with and 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 everybody around me kind of understands that I very strongly believe I don't want to be a king. I want to be a kingmaker, right? So like if you are my friend, I want to, I want to make you a king. If you are working with me, I want to make you a king. Like I, I, I don't like to me, that is the way that I serve, right? Like I, I just think that that is a much more scalable thing. Cause trying to be king, you're just going to compete with everybody else trying to be king. Right. If you're trying to be a kingmaker, then everybody wants to compete to be your friend. Right. And, <laughs> and, and as I'm like, so, so yeah, I communicate that nonstop, man. I'm a, I'm a really, really big believer in the idea that you got to be a bat signal for the things that you want in your life. Right. So like you gotta, you gotta be communicating all the time, the way, you know, your beliefs, the way that you operate and you're going to attract people into your life. And the way, the, the reason why I brought up the whole logo thing is because as I'm like showing these different things, I have this favorite one where the, the stratification of the light goes three different ways and it looks kind of like a crown and everybody that I showed it to on, <laughs> on my staff is like, yeah, I like that one because it looks kind of like a king and it's like kind of like being a kingmaker, not just the stage. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, right. So right. yeah, man, to, to me, the, to me, service and service of others is very, very just intimately tied into the core values of, of what we're doing, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it is really just the more that you are able to show up for other people, the more that you're going to show up. And, you know, there's really no other way to do that. If you don't believe that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to help you out, man. But like, I, you're probably, we're probably not going to do a lot of stuff together. Right. You, you mentioned show up three, I think other people can catch on to this. You show up a couple of different times in the conversation. That takes a lot of people to be a little bit more vulnerable in those types of situations and, and trying to define who they really want, who they are. People, some people just don't know who the hell they are. They have no idea. They're projecting out this certain image or projecting out this or whatever. And you're trying to make someone a king. You first need to make them realize that they have an opportunity to become a king. You can't just king someone that's not ready for it, right? So what are some of the things that you do with your clients and some of the things that you do with the people that you come in contact with to get them ready to be crowned? Listen, man, I think showing up is all about feedback, right? Like mm-hmm. we, 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 right? we have, we have been talking about this, right? It's all iteration, right? Like it's all like figure out what your, figure out what your goal is and then reverse engineer by trying every different, which way to get there. Right. So for me, showing up is all about creating ways to get feedback from people, 
Great. When I was first, when I left that startup and I was like, all right, I figured out, you know, I went from understanding how to network on a one-to-one level, on a local community level, to then understanding how to build content around it. And I left this startup. The first thing that I did was, you know, I told myself that I was going to take a 90-day purposeful pause, figure out where I wanted to be in 10 years and reverse engineer. And during that purposeful pause, I knew that I was going to be super I knew I was going to be super anxious, right? Like and mm-hmm. actively not doing something. So I booked four conferences because if I'm going to be anxious, not doing anything, I'm going to get my reps in meeting people and connecting the dots and, and, you know, like kind of formulating what I'm trying to do based on like where I want to be. And after these like 90 days, I came away with an Excel sheet with 450 names of people that I've connected with that I now right. can go back to. And really what it was is 450 iterations of like, yeah, hey, man, this is where I want to be. I'm thinking about this. Oh, that's cool. What about this? Oh, cool, cool, cool. So then the next person I take it there, right? So like for me, for clients, it's about getting them to get that feedback, right? Like not everybody can go okay. on a 90-day world tour and not everybody has the energy and the gumption to just like get into a hundred conversations a day when 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 when, when you're out that's there. That's who you are though. That's why you were making such a huge impact and why you know transformed everything you had going on. You to mention a purposeful pause. Yeah. People don't sometimes maybe understand what that's really desperately what they need during that time. Not what they want, what they need during that time. And then you have those 450 different people and those contacts, those connections, and you making a shift and looking at it as, okay, that's a different version on each level, a different person of this of what they see. And it's like, man, I, I, this is powerful. For anybody working on a personal brand, this is probably it. Because right <laughs> then you can figure out who the fuck you are and what you're trying to become. Because sometimes people are like, I want to do this. I want to make money. Oh, that's just you thinking that you need to do, you know, monetize. That's the monetized part's easy. The hard part is this part yeah. is figuring out what you, what are some of your skills? What are some of your gifts? What are, what are, what are your goals? Like, what are some of the things that mean you bring you joy and happiness? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is your, I mean, or what's the impact that you have on your family? Do you have a family? Do you have a network? Do you have a friends? Do you have this? Do you have that? These are the questions that I ask. And then they go, no, I don't. I haven't thought about this stuff. I'm like, well, do you notice that everything that is making an impact with you has nothing to do with making money? Has everything to do with becoming who you who you truly should be? And they're like, yes, it does. I'm like, well, go go do it. And then they'll leave them. They'll go, I don't know who that guy is, but it's amazing. This <laughs> 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 it's, man, it's such a huge impact, right? It's what we do. You kind of just reverse engineered what I do, right? So, like, if I if I'm going to start with a client, I know that I can't just take you on a world tour, right? But like, the first conversation is, who do you wish to serve, right? Yes. Like, what do you? Who are you trying to serve? Is it your like what what is that most of the time manifests as like what does your clientele look like? Right. Right. Like, and, and when you understand who you're trying to serve, you need to really understand that. Oh, so once you understand who you're trying to serve, try to figure out everything. What else, what else do these people want? Like what what else does this population that you are trying to serve, what are they interested in? And you got to be humble enough to understand that your solution, your product, you. You're only one sliver of that equation, right? Like, yeah. like view yourself, view that program, view the product, view the service as a stepping stone to get into somewhere else. When you start looking at the stepping stones, okay, what is this leading them to? What are they going to need now? People just yeah. sometimes they try to figure out in the formula to they'll build a program or product or service or good. They'll build out that, but what's the next step for them? Yeah. And what was the previous step? Yes. Exactly. Right. And is it was it how many levels of that did, did you take them on? 
Because it's going to take a different version. Now yeah. you need to build the version of who the who the right person and the right buyer is for that product or service or good at that level. Then, then that's the next stepping stone. Okay, for now, now reverse engineer and go backwards. Okay, what happens if they don't? What's the what's the fallback so they don't fall back five steps? Mm-hmm. They're going to go back just a little bit and figuring out, okay, that didn't work out for me on this level. That didn't work out for me. Say, what are the areas of opportunity and how many other industries can you tap into in that type of way? You're, and you're, you see my point here. And this is this is the top part where and I was I made a joke on a podcast and I don't think it went over well because I haven't seen it come out yet. But I've been on guests on a lot of other shows and the guy had headphones. I'm like, you look like a pilot, but you don't fly a fucking plane. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> this is the this is the flying a plane stuff that the people like us think about. I'm flying the plane. Yeah. This is the, this is the, that way of creative thinking. Okay. When people are great at flying planes and pilots, but you have people also engineers and they build the plane. You have to know who you are and it's okay to be an engineer, but don't try to put a pilot headset on and try to fly a plane. Cause you're going to crash the son of a bitch. You need to figure out who you are and what you're trying to become. And like, what are your skills? What are your attributes? Not, I may make a make a joke or make a, another analogy of the animal kingdom. You can't force a giraffe to become a lion. You can't. Correct. They're not built that way. Yep. So that's how I, when I identify people. When I'm identifying, I don't look at it as a a judgmental thing. That's not what you're destined to become. Yeah. And you have to accept that. It's the four A's, right? It's being aware accepting, taking action, holding yourself accountable. It's that, it's that easy in life. But how hard is that conversation? I, I'm, I'm cool having conversations, those really difficult conversations with people, but that they feel what I'm talking about. I mean, so say for instance, you have someone come to you and say, Pablo, I want to become this and I want you to crown me as king of this. Mm-hmm. What if they don't fit into that role? What do you do? you know, first of all, if you're coming to me to be crowned, uh, then I'm happy to help you out, but you're not going to fall into my service. I want to make you the kingmaker of your industry. Right. There we go. All right. So like, so to me, it's like, yeah, man, you can go try and be king. You're going to, you know, back to, back to the self-awareness and, and knowing you can't turn a giraffe into a lion. I realized a long time ago, I'm a shitty closer, man. Like I'm, I'm a world-class opener and a real mediocre closer. Right. <laughs> like, so, so I, I had to understand that this is, this is where I fall in, in, in the piece of my equation, right? Like I know how to, I know how to create the systems that can get you known, that can yeah. get you, okay. you know, get people to understand who you are, understand the value that you have to offer the back end, the closing, the conversion piece. That's not me. Right. So like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you known. So, Back to back to the equation of once you figure out who you're serving and who they are and what they need, and you understand that you're only one piece of that equation, then you need to take inventory around you. Take inventory yeah. in your network, take inventory in your clientele, take inventory in the people that you serve, and take inventory in the people that you want to get close to that have those other attributes and those other services and those other knowledge-based material, you know, like the knowledge that your clientele is really, really desiring outside of just your product. Mm -hmm. And once you can take that inventory, right? Like once you understand what they need, where you lie in that equation and where the rest of the pieces are, if you can serve that to your clientele, guess what? They're going to be forever in your audience. And on top of that, if you can take those relationships, right? Like if you can, if you can take that inventory of people and deliberately create these like intimate relationships by showcasing them 
to yes. your community and to your audience, that's when you're creating this relationship flywheel of where you are kind of like, you know, I, I see it as, I don't know if I shared this with you in our, in our first conversation, but I, I see it as this like Venn diagram of valuable information or services, right? Like value, relationship building and content, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you can figure out, and, and again, that's why the stage analogy comes in, right? Cause I want to be the stage, not the star of the stage, the same way that I want to be a kingmaker, not a king, right? But like, if you can thread the needle between the valuable information that your clientele needs, right? And that, yep. that comes from understanding them and getting that inventory, thread the needle with relationships, right? And when you have them on your stage, what you are creating is three types of relationships. You're yes, creating 100%. a relationship with the person that you are highlighting to your audience, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're having this intimate conversation like we're having, talking about our hopes and dreams and the things that we're good at. Uh, you're creating a relationship with your audience because you're bringing them this value yep. that 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 makes them you know be appreciative of you. And then you also want to drive the relationship between your guest and the audience themselves, right? That's why you're a good podcaster. That's exactly why. Because you understand that dynamic. Yeah. And I see you do it too, right? Like you you do it way better than most people. I I, I you know, most podcasters are like, hey guys, if you hear this, blah, blah, blah. I got time for that shit. No, you I'm talking telling that story. Yeah. 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 Like you, 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 you understand intuitively that the person listening to us right now, our friend that's listening to us in their ear right now, is by themselves. They're not in a crowd. Right. Yes. So like if I'm talking to him or her saying, Hey, you guys, you're alienating them, right? But if you say yes. You know, like now, now you're really speaking to our third friend that's in this room right now. Right. And that's what podcasting is, is someone eavesdropping on our conversation. Like, well, that was impactful. Well, that's cute. I'm curious about why. Like, hey, guys, I'm like, no, it's not guys. It's like, hey, if you're listening to this and you really want that's determined up, that's but that comes from here and it comes from here. Right. And it comes mm -hmm. from you trying to you're trying to deliver a message. Like when people talk about like, like, okay, how can you become a great salesperson? You got to share a vision. Can you communicate that vision? Can you articulate? Like what can, what in that type of conversation are you trying to communicate over to the next person and how are they going to feel that conversation? You talk about you not being able to close on the back end. What's not you're able to close is you, you don't feel comfortable saying, Hey, this is the product. This is the service. This is the, this is the amount and I'm gonna move forward. That's not what you need to do. I like to try to put to the point to whether, Hey, Here's a here's a product service a good here's the type of person yes you are able to potentially invest into this or but I don't think you're ready for it here's why and then they sell me <laughs> reverse engineer that part right and that's yeah. what so the type of people that I sell or the type of people that I enroll into this type of program product or service a good have these options afterwards mm -hmm. and this is the type of person I'm looking for so the type of people I'm working with don't really come to me with these type of issues. So that's kind of alarming as a red flag for me. So what I'm, what I'm going to do at this time and not saying you can't enroll into this, but how are you able to put yourself in a situation where you're able to understand that and getting yourself ready for that type of role? That's when you're, you're moving away from it. I love that you're, and I know this is a lot of times where, you know, I'm trying to frame things on, on certain podcast episodes for people to really grasp. And I love that you, identify that. And I'm and I'm blessed that you are able to appreciate what your comments are. Very nice words. It's understanding those three conversations and those three types of networks and those three types of markets are trying to really deliver it. Because I'm not just trying to put you on stage and obviously on this, I'm trying to tap into all the other things that you're doing and other people you're bringing on. That's why it's a huge community. I love you every podcast, man. So when I get asked to go on shows, I don't go on a lot of shows. I don't feel that 
I guess you would say, I'm putting it this way, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful of those who aren't ready for that type of conversation with people like us of really digging into their story, right? And I know I'm framing a lot because I want people to really grasp this piece. I'm not going to go on a show where they're asking the same questions to every guest because there's a different, there's stories behind this, behind the questions. You're not really 100% in the conversation to understand what I'm trying to deliver. Mm-hmm. So I look at, I'm, I'm not just wasting your time. You're wasting all your listeners' times of asking me the question that it's not really something I really want to talk about. And that's why I kind of go with the conversation. And the people that you're talking about, those three, and I love, by the, by the way, the, the logo thing, you talk about the king and, and whatnot. I love that, man. I'm going to send it to you so you can give me your feedback. Please, please. Yeah, I'm, please I love it. I love that. That's, that's, that's the flying the plane type of thinking that I, I love and viewing. But when you're trying to like when you're people that you're trying to bring to the bring to your show or bring to other areas of opportunity and trying to shine a light on them, like what are some of the non-negotiables? What are some of the things that you don't put up with and saying, hey, you're not ready? What are some of the things that are non-negotiables for you? And be like, listen, I don't know if I can be I can point you in the right direction, but it's nothing I can really help you with at this time. For the me, the non-negotiable is with a client that wants to make it all about themselves. I don't, I don't, yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, the last layer of this is the content piece, right? It's like the ability to take this, you know, I add one other piece in the content creation when I do this as a service and that it becomes a live show so that the head of the company or the head of business development or whoever is hosting the show that I'm, that, that I'm producing them for is able to not just create this one relationship, but also provide access to themselves, to their clientele at, wow. at scale, right? Like, like the CEO of a company can either plan 50 different meetings with their clients every week and lose their entire week or show up for a very concentrated hour, hour and a half and answer things at scale. And you start to realize, right, through iteration, you start to realize that like you really only, your audience sees you as like a couple of different things and you answer the same question over and over again, right? Yes. Like Gary, Gary V does this all day long, right? Love like this. Gary yeah. V's answer is empathy, self-awareness, patience, content. That's all. It moves on. That's his, that's his zone of genius. And that's what I'm talking about. A lot of people that are trying to be somebody they're not. And that's where me framing it that way. I wanted yeah. to kind of ask those questions to kind of, to extract that information from you without asking you the direct question because they're going to feel that differently. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And, and then, and then if you take, you know, the content route allows you to then chop it up and turn it into a bunch of other thousand different things. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. So, so to answer your question, the deal breaker is that they need to realize that this content that you're making, it is about somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Like I can't, I can't have you do, if you want to do a show where you're going to bring people on just to give you a long form testimonial and blow smoke up your ass, it's not going to work, bro. <laughs> right. You know, like hundred percent, man, I love it. You, you got to be all in on this idea. And and by the way, it's a growing process for all my clients, right? Like I know that my clients buy into it and they're like, yeah, okay. And every week it's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to, we're not just going to talk about how good this investment is. We're not just going to talk about how good your healthcare system is. We're not just going to talk about this, right? Like it's like every, every week I crack the door open more and more and more and more. And the That's longer the they're with me, the more they realize that like, yeah, man, every time that we're talking about other people, that's the stuff that then gets somebody to book a call. It's a small little, it's a small, it's a small like tipping scale. And it's go, Oh, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Like some of the best mentors, I wouldn't say they're really mentors in my life. It's just people that I learned from like indirectly. Like, Oh, wait a minute. 
and they might said something. And that's one thing I love about these shows and going on different shows. I might have said something over a hundred thousand times and people are listening and then you'll get on the show and say something and boom, it sparks something for them and go, wait a minute. I've heard Pablo talk about this and it opens up a different way of looking at it. Maybe I need to kind of redefine myself and then inside out building it or building it backwards or whatever, however you want to put it. That's what it's all about and understanding that piece, man. And I think that's something you do so freaking well is understanding that's the hard part. Monetizing and building a business and and putting you on a stage. I could do that for you, but what are you going to say? Yeah. What are you going to do? I put a microphone in your face. What are you going to say? They've been, I've been saying the same shit before they put a microphone in my face. But the problem, the, the, the thing is, I, I, through times and putting in those reps and, and putting in that work, that's, I don't need to think about what I'm going to say. It's, I put in that, it's like muscle memory, man. Yeah. Like getting on shows and like, how are you so confident? I know who I am. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm trying to accomplish as well. Yeah, did that something that we're talking about shows or do you with your show? Is it uh, going through the rebranding? Are you going to rebrand your whole show and the way that you're having the formats and how many people you're bringing on? I mean, have you thought about that? I'm pretty sure you have, but yeah, yeah, I've thought about it. Listen, man, I, I at this point, I just um, I brought on a new partner. He's got a show also. We're going to we're going to keep both of our shows as our right. So we are kind of staying in our own lane of I'm the communications relationship okay. I'm, I'm i'm the deep thinker on that stuff he is the tech and processes maven so his show is more about uh softwares and and, and processes and, and ways to scale and then the show the be the stage show we're going to bring on people that it is all about community creation for business development right. and, and like you know re- really what happened for me was when once i realized this whole value of community thing the reticular activator, oh, right? 100%. Like, you know, so, so first I was like, Oh, that's the business model of organized religion. Ah, right. Like, and then I'm like, and then that, and that iterated all the way through to like, Oh, wait a minute. This is what Harley Davidson's doing. If I buy a Harley Davidson, <laughs> I can't go get a Japanese bike. Cause I'll lose all my friends. Right. <laughs> right. So like, and, and everything, I love it, man. And it, and it all, it all comes back to this idea that these are just person to person relationships, man. Everything we're describing, if you take away the show thing and the content thing and whatever you want, put yourself inside of a networking room. If you're the person that's in there talking about themselves, putting a business card in someone's face, guess what? You're going to walk away without a single contact, anybody that wants to follow up with you. If you walk into a room to network and you're there to like, hey, man, who are you? What are you up to? You know, who can I introduce you to? You know, then, then you're going to succeed, right? So like right. to me, I, I learned all this stuff like I told you in, in the, in the, in 2010, I got, I started to get really, really involved in nonprofits. And I started creating all these young profit, young professional groups for different nonprofits. And at a certain point, you know, I became a really, really skilled network and and networker. And that's what, that's what led me to this idea of you, you know, relationship building as an adult is through creating value for other people. It is 100%. They got to feel it though. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, I've been on a, so many other places I and mean, people come on the show and then and they'll end up pitching me on something. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, like, don't come on, man. Like you're insulting my intelligence. Like, and you're, you're and you know, you know where I come from. You're trying to sell me. Don't sell me something. Have me come to you. Provide enough. If I view you as a person that has a lot of value and a lot of substance to you, and you're the person that I view in my own mind, the way that I'm perceived, perceiving you. That if you're the person of influence that can help me out, yeah. I'm going to come to you, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like you have something that I think that you can help me work out and we can work it out together. But if don't pitch me on, don't try to sell someone that understands the emotional intelligence, understands all the sales stuff, because I'm going to rip you wide open. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, I just, or I just won't respond, you know? Yeah. And, and it, and, 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 it's, and it's actually upsetting to me. It's like, wow, do you actually thought that shit was going to work? Yeah, it's not. Listen, man, I, I would the whole relationship. I mean, I was viewing you here and you're here now. Yeah. You know, so I love that, man. The moment moment I get a a LinkedIn message that I can tell is automated. I'm like, guess what? This is probably not going to go anywhere, bro. No, I don't want to hop on a call with you, dude. You know, like I don't like it. Yeah. I I mean, like right now I'm in a process right now of changing out like my personal Instagram account got hacked. This one got hacked. And I'm just like, man, I was like, you know what? Just the hell with it, man. I'm just going to build the company's ones and just like keep doing what I'm doing. Cause I don't want to be the gnomon as a guy. Yeah. I'm the guy to introduce you to all the other guys that are pointing you in the right direction and giving you the platform to be able to speak or do whatever you need to do. Yeah. And that's where, that's my need. That's where I love. Yeah. Like for years, I've been the guy behind the companies and the corporations that was pulling the strings. And I, that's where I get my fr- my fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy. I don't have to be the guy because I don't need the ego. I know how when people say, oh, you know, learn how to control your ego. You don't control it. You manage your ego. You manage it. How much do you go through? I mean, obviously you have, you know, companies, corporate, you have people that on your team that staff and, and kind of work this out with your, with your clients and clientele. When you're working all this stuff out, are you the one delivering the message that comes from you because they need to feel you? Or is it coming from some of your staff members? Are you trying to communicate to them and maybe a template and a, and a format of what they kind of should follow for themselves? So that's what this whole partnership has been about for me, man. It's, it's right. realizing that I am I have gotten way too far on talent and pizzazz and I need to build these like really well-delivered structures underneath me, right? So like my partner, Isar, he's, a, you'll love this guy, man. He's a, he's a Israeli ex-jet fighter pilot. Uh, oh, that, well, he <laughs> likes to fly a plane. I get it. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, that moved to the U.S. to like go hard at startups and whatever, and he's been part of three startups. Like one went bust, the other one went public, the other one he sold for a hundred million bucks. Love it. Um, so, so that's that's what we're building out right now, man. Right, right now, I am, you know, Esar and I, as we've been working together for the last six months to like build this thing up to this new launch and 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 structure it this way so that it is a system and is not just all Pablo. That that is something that I've been working on, right? And and it's and it's easy right now to work on it in the sense that I found this perfect partner that is this perfect mixture of the CTO and COO that I need in my life that also hosts a podcast and can do this too, right? So like right. I'm I'm having a real good time being in rooms with him and me just shutting up and seeing how yeah. he delivers this message that you know, we've been working together on that. He had this aha moment that he then came to me and now we're like, we're like evolving it together. Right. So like mm-hmm. I am very, very much working on the idea of letting go of the reins of the message. Cause I think that I've gotten loud enough for long enough to, to, to understand that, you know, like I've, I've been on message and I need to let this thing breathe outside of me. Cause if not, it's never going to reach outside. You're, you're going to spin your wheels. Yeah. I, I just, I want impact, man. Like, like, like I've told you this before, right? Like I'm, I'm, I, I started off, I, I started off obsessed with sustainability in my, right? Like when I was in the construction industry, 
and I found green building and I was like, oh shit, green building is not just something for hippies. This is actually best practices construction. This is like yeah. building something that's going to last as long as possible. That's going to be as cheap to operate. That's going to be as healthy indoors with all the best materials and, and cost the least amount possible. And I'm like, man, maybe this can solve this like giant world problem through this place. And as I got more and more into, into the whole sustainability kick, I started realizing this is probably a technological problem. I'm not going to be able to solve this with behavior, but what I know is going to happen for sure, whether it's through, you know, sea level rise or not, is that we're living longer. There's a certain amount of earth that, that that's going to exist. We are rapidly densifying into cities. There's all these different migrations that are happening. And if we don't get comfortable with understanding that people different than us are an asset to us as opposed to a threat, Say that for the listeners again. Say that Say just for that again. Say that one little piece again. I want them to really hear that. I want you to understand that the person across from you, the more different they are from you, the more valuable they are to you, the more you can learn from them. Everybody has had a different walk in life and everybody has experimented and tested and learned about different things and refined different methods. And the more different someone is than you, the more, the more they've done that in things that you have no idea on. So instead of seeing somebody different than you as a threat, you need to see them as this asset that you can gain information on. If you're walking into a, a room full of people, you're walking into a library, man. You're not wow. walking into a room full of threats. I need a button. I need to find out. <laughs> yeah, I need a button because that's where here's this is where a lot of people they go to develop rapport, they commonality or connecting with people, and they think I want to build a business with this person. I want to build a business with this person. I want this is a I'm trying to network and I want these people in my community. Well, they're all the same motherfucker. <laughs> they're the same dude, like they're the same cat. They're the same type of people to model. Yeah. That status quo, you're ruining yourself. Like how diverse, like what can you learn from this? What can you learn from someone in this religion? What can you learn from someone in this religion? What can you learn from someone in this culture? That there's certain things that I say to certain people that I would only say in that someone that grew up in that culture. Yeah. Yeah. You, you live abroad, man. Like to me, right. that was, it's like giant blessing, right? Like the fact that I Huge. lived in three continents before I was right. 10 years old gave me that perspective mm -hmm. man. so that's like, what that's, that's the best decision i ever think i've ever made and it wasn't made for me i think at that time it was like i was being pulled to it and drawn to it so when i went to the military and i was around a lot of crazy ass people crazy ass leadership and then going into you know, certain things and i lived i built my businesses and the core values on a courage commitment from the things that i learned in the military and then being you know being exposed to so many other people in the world so many other cultures and it's just, I'm just love it, man. And I'm just such a, I'm such a blessed individual that I had maybe just the, the understanding on why that's important and being grateful. And it's going back in and just being at realignment. And there's so much I can dissect in this kind of, this kind of conversation. But for the most part, I mean, I know that, you know, they're not too hard to find, right? I mean, me? And I'm going to like break this up in segments of the show. And of course we can have, you know, a longer, you know, conversations on and other different types of platforms and obviously how I can best support you and you can, and vice versa and whatnot. I mean, with what you have going on towards the end of the year, I mean, what kind of advice would you give someone that maybe you sparked their interest of figuring out, okay, I need to get on a stage. I need to do this and I need to kind of like get out my message. But what advice would you give someone the last month of the year before they get into 2021? to put them in the best position 
possible for them to make the next year the best year of their life. Figure out what you want on December 31st, 2021 and work backwards, man. You know, and, oh, and wow. you know, really that. it's, you know, that's, we've been talking about it all day, right? Like, and I, I think the best way to do that, maybe you can't take a 90 day purposeful pause, but you got, you got to find some space for yourself because yeah. there is no perspective without distance, right? Like you can, you can't be looking at, you're looking at a Monet right here. It just looks like a bunch of dots and you see close the it. too close. Yeah. 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 So find somewhere, find somewhere, either a mental space, a physical space, but get some distance from the stuff that you're in, right? Like we are way too often in this like log rolling competition, just like rolling this log on top of a lake. And all you're focused on is like not getting wet. But if you can't stop that log and look around, you can't, you know, identify that, hey, there's a boat right over there. So maybe, maybe I can just go catch that. Or there's a gator coming over here, which, right. which I really, really need to avoid, man. So, so take take a moment, take a day, you know, take some kind of space for yourself where you can detach from everything that you're in and think really, really deeply about where you want to be at the end of next year, where you want to be in five years, where you want to be in 10 years, and then reverse engineer from there and figure out a way to not only have yourself giving you the feedback of how to get there, right? Like find your Eureka moment. You'll have your Eureka moment. That, that can give you that feedback, man. And for me, that's why I keep going back to content because, you know, it's one thing to be able to like work a room with 500 people because I'm at a conference, but right now that's really, really difficult, man. So like if you find a way to go, you know, here, here's a great piece of advice. Go live every single day for the next 30 days on Facebook talking about the stuff that you want to happen for you by the end of 2021 and see what feedback yeah. you get. Yeah. See what feedback you get. Just like go yeah. in there, make a point every single day. Go live for 30 days in a row. Just be like, oh, man, this is where I want to be. This is what I'm thinking about. I'm going to transform your life. It'll transform your life. Transform I your promise life. you it will. And you'll get, you'll get the feedback that, you're, that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. You're yeah. getting what you need to hear. Then take that next month to do it for a month and then, then reevaluate for a week or a weekend and then try to map out, okay, what is the outcome now for next month? Okay, I'm going to go live now. So then you're trying to – you then you can – Gauge your audience on what they want to hear from you. Yeah. That's some of the, I was probably the best advice that I got from someone that wasn't going to give me advice. <laughs> that wasn't the point. And it was a younger person. And I, they said it in, in, a, in, a, in a restaurant and they said it and like, well, I don't really want to do that because it's not nothing they want to hear from me and they don't want to do it. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about today, but I'm going to talk about what they want to talk about, what they want to hear from me. And they want my perspective. They want my advice on how to go about. And that's where you get a lot of questions. I since I have our listeners and thank you guys for so much to, you know, they submit so many, like so much feedback into every, every guest like, Hey Chris, like I love, they they're tuning in because they want to hear, they see that you want a lot of shows. Like I want to hear what Chris's version is of this person. Right, or I want to hear the version of what they're going to tell because this—you never know what the conversation is going to go. You never know. You never know. And I love that about podcasting, man. Dude, you just—you just gave me an aha moment, just like that, right? Like I, I had never, like I—I've done this like thirty-day Facebook Live thing. I've given that advice before. I never really contextualized that as like the substitute for the ninety days of conferences that I went to. But it's exactly mm -hmm. that, yeah. right? Like, and and yeah, you just need to. The voice inside your head 
is generally the most unkind voice that you keep around you. It's your intuition, yeah. Yeah. Right. So like, so you need to, you need to find a way to get other inputs that aren't just you judging yourself. And right. right now in this day and age, going live on Facebook, going live on Instagram, it might feel really, really uncomfortable. You might feel real douchey talking like this and, and don't like, look back at, don't look back at, don't get it. Get out of your own head. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Get who out cares of who's head. listening? Who cares? I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying don't, don't you, you mentioned it and right now it was a good, that's obviously a huge loop back right there for those who actually understand that type of way of thinking. Non-judgmental, no judgment. Yeah. Have someone yourself. else, look, have someone else on your staff, or if you don't have someone, hire someone or have someone, hey, and maybe sometimes you could do that in a way, like your top supporter in your group or your Facebook group or whatever it is. Like, hey, can you write down some of the questions so some of the feedback can kind of get it to me and put it together in a format, put it together in a spreadsheet. So that way I'm not, I don't, I don't want to have to feel a certain way when you're reading it. Like take a step back and be like, listen, that's part, they're documenting your journey, the podcast, they're documenting my journey. The people that I'm bringing on, I'm documenting my journey. The ones that I have the highest level, the highest, um, downloads pablo aren't the ones that have the the i guess you say perceived in the bigger names at that time it's the one that have the most substance behind them yeah that's that's impactful the brian bogers of the world right yes exactly <laughs> that was really good that. yeah so and ones, yeah and, 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 and I, I love this man and i love this about you know what we do for a living so if there's anything i can do for you man just please let me know anything Dude, likewise, man. Likewise, anything likewise. i appreciate you know you coming on the show I mean, for the last, like, I guess for the last, like, maybe a couple of minutes of this, I mean, you're the, the world's best hype man, right? So, yeah, like, how, yeah. so let's do a little hype, right? Let's do a little That's hype. Right. So, like, how would you hype this show to those three different types of people listening and tuning into the show that we talked about earlier in the call and earlier into the episode? You talked about the person that tuning into the show or the person in this and person in that area. I mean, how would you kind of, like, hype this up for the people that need to hear this? Man, now you're really putting me on the spot here. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're saying the three different people, so so I talked about three different people. I talked about three different relationships, right? Like relationship to the audience, relationship to the guest, relationship between guest and audience, right? Yes. So 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 if this was my show, um, and I had my audience. What? So Chris, let me ask you. What do you think? What does your audience come to you for? Like who who is who is who is the audience right now? The audience is the people that want to tune in to hearing the message of me bringing it out the other person or bringing it out the guest. So for for the most part, it's all about developing the winning mentality within an organization or within yourself and that understanding of winning at all costs. But every person has the same story. It's just it's just communicated differently, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I love how you just did that and put it right back on them, right? And that's the, that's a beautiful message that people really need to catch. It's like, hey, you're the world's best hype man. Hype this up. You ask the question first. How? What is your audience? That's the first step. What What are they? What are they tuning in for the show for? And people, and I hope they caught that. That's the first question you need to ask whoever you're speaking to. Go ahead, please. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, no for sure, for sure, man. <laughs> this, this feels so weird but yeah man all right so so <laughs> all right i'm gonna just go for it you're tuning into the one in one effect so you can learn the stories of people's lives that can help you develop that winning mentality that can help you get to where you're at take advantage of our boy chris ross who's lived an incredible story himself he has led amazing organizations 
he's learned so much of how to lead people, how to grow sales, how to grow organizations, how to grow culture, how to be a better person. And the best part about it is that you don't just learn from him. You learn from the stories of everybody that he is bringing on and the way that he's able to learn from them, recontextualize it and package it for you so that you are not just getting the genius from the people that are speaking it, but you're getting it through the filter of somebody that's been there and done it before and knows where, and knows how to get you there. Keep keep listening, man. I'm sorry. Do you hear my dog? No, 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 no. That's like the that's like the crowd. You hear the crowd? You hear the crowd? You hear that crowd? You speaking? You speaking? Them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like an Arsenio Hall show. It was like whoop, 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 whoop. I love it, man. But um, yeah, man. So I mean, like I said before, if there's anything I appreciate you coming on. I really do appreciate it. Like I said, we're open book. Anything you need from me in the future? I mean, something that maybe I I do a lot of reflecting. As you, I mean, just a lot of people that do a lot of those types of like deep level of thinking and, and reflecting on conversations. I try to like set up some time for me to really take it in and soak it in. So I'm sure I'll probably have some ideas and some other ways on how we could best support each other continuing in the future. But other than that, man, thank you so much, guys. If you're listening all the way to the end of this and you heard the little hype and heard the, heard the crowd roaring in the background, that was real life. Okay, so go do go to do the same. Like keep moving, keep growing, keep learning, guys. Y'all take care. Be well, be safe. Y'all go kill it. Peace out. <laughs>